You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is the Classic Auto Mall Podcast. Broadcast from the studios inside the Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Yes, the Classic Auto Mall is a real mall. Just one hour west of Philadelphia at Pennsylvania Turnpike Exit 298. Featuring nearly 1,000 classic, vintage, and barn find vehicles for sale under one climate-controlled roof. Now, here's your host, Classic Auto Mall President and the man with all the toys, Stuart Howden. You know, I've noticed in the videos that I've been watching of myself that when I wear these headsets, that it looks like I have zero hair on the top of my head. <laughs> so, somehow, That's why we're it's at. a mirage before that when, when you don't have the headphones on. But when you have the headphones on, apparently it looks like uh, no, no hair. So today is show number 115. We're recording this on um, November the 15th. Mm-hmm. Golly. Half, I mean, we're a month and a half away from 2024. Yeah. That is that is correct. Fact check, true. Almost Christmas times, best Almost. time of the year, I think. Yes, we've already started buying Christmas gifts for the grandkids. Of course, I love buying for the grand boys because they love Hot Wheels cars and Easy. Matchbox cars and tracks. And we're going to get them. I think. Well, I better be quiet if they listen to the show. But. <laughs> I've I've always said that you know, despite the world events, you always know things will be okay because the new car models are out. So That's once exactly. the next year models come, you know that we're well. The good. next year's got to happen. That's exactly right. We're sales at risk. The world is going to continue on whether we like it or not. But anyway, uh, welcome to the show. The show, like I said, number 115. It's the middle of November. Lots of things going on, uh, including here. You're, you know, yes. A little technical We've got like six engineers working on the show now. <laughs> There's just a lot of bells and whistles. When we run the credits at the end of the show, they're going to be like <laughs> yeah. 80, 80 people. You know? yeah, get ready, Stuart. We're going to unionize soon. <laughs> quite the team. Yeah, quite the team and quite the uh, the production to put on this thing. It's it's way more work than we ever thought. <laughs> but way more fun. Way, it is more way fun. More fun. It, it's my, I tell you, it's my fun day. And I see that we're buying the expensive batteries these days. <laughs> <laughs> the Kirkland. I just grabbed these out, leave, running out of the house. These are my emergency supply. Do those batteries. last even a day? I don't know. <laughs> Probably I don't know. Probably. Not. I can't imagine that Kirkland has a battery factory. They buy them from Duracell <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Well, I don't know about that. It's like tires. They say that, you know, there's only a handful of manufacturers and they just rebrand them for, for, uh, you know, other manufacturers who have some traction, I guess. Yeah, no, same no, thing. No like, pun intended. Like store brand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Traction. JCPenney tires or Sears tires or whomever else tires. Yeah. Anyway, uh, busy week, a uh, lot going on. Um, we've had some great shows here. We're consignments or we're literally three. Oh, thank you to the Pat Travers band. We don't want to forget. That Always either. thank them. Always thankful to have the Pat Travers band here. Guess how many cars we have in inventory now, Steve? No, don't guess because you'll guess something outlandish. And no, no. If I, I, well, last week we had 1030, 1030. Yeah, yeah. So we're probably 1045. 1053. Woo. <laughs> wow. We are full. Bill Borneman gives me the stink eye. He's our, he's our, he's our stringo operator and vehicle operations manager. And he's like, we can't, we have no more room for any cars. And I go, well, sure we do. <laughs> and he goes, no, we really don't have any more room for any more cars. Sure we do. And then we find a little room. Yeah. We, our front desk it takes up about four cars where <laughs> yeah, you can probably exactly. shrink up the front desk to put a little, put a little coffee table out there. I think so. Just a little, a little table and a couple of folding chairs. <laughs> 
and we'll so- solve that. And then we can get rid of my partner's uh, band organ. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. The big Wurlitzer, that's good for another two or three cars. So we got plenty. And the Wright Brothers airplane, that needs to go. Yes. Somebody that's buy actually, that. It's that's for sale. It's for sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I I say it's for sale. Uh, certain price points make things not for sale. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a little pricey. I don't know. I don't know what something like that's worth. There's no price guide for a replica Wright Brothers 190 something. something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it, it belongs in a museum, though. It should be. Yeah. I could see it hung from the wall, you know, from the ceiling. Sure. Sure, that's our goal was originally to hang it from mm-hmm. the center part of the ceiling oh, yeah. here, but yeah, we just <laughs> things got in the way, so we decided not to do that. So uh, anyway, thanks to the Pat Drivers Man, thanks to uh, all our consigners bringing all this wonderful inventory mm-hmm. in. My goodness gracious, I mean, gosh, we always hope to get to over a thousand vehicles, but the reality of it was is that is it possible? Is it doable? Um, is there enough vehicles out there mm-hmm. to make it happen? And just because we have the space doesn't mean that people have enough cars to fill it. But I can tell you that in this part of the world, it doesn't seem to be a problem. There seems to be. I think if we were more aggressive in going after consignments, we could have 1,500 in here, although we couldn't fit 1,500 in here now. But, I mean, if we if we did the things that we over and above what we do in our marketing to uh, attract consignments, because I tell the guys that we're, you know, first and foremost, we're in the consignment. Mm-hmm. Business. The sales kind of happen based on the consignments that we get and the price points and all that. Um, but if, if, you know, listen, I, it's hard to say how many cars are out there. And of course, <clears throat> it's that time of lifespan when the guys who've been collecting multiple cars are starting to think about thinning the herd. Mm -hmm. Listen, there's a lot of nondescript buildings in Pennsylvania, and every time I pass one, I think... I wonder what's behind the, those walls. Yeah, we saw that not it, too that's long right, ago. That's right. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We've seen that a couple of times here lately. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you know, nondescript buildings and nondescript areas. It's always a small. Why is the rich guy always from some small town <laughs> that you know builds this wonderful museum? I mm-hmm. mean, you think about Three Dog Garage up in and Boyertown and and the Boyertown Museum, which I'm on the board. Right. Um, you think about those two places. Boyertown is not, you know in the middle of everything. It's, it's no. far from everywhere. <laughs> it really is out there. You know, that was what we always said when we were in the classic car business in Branson, Missouri. We were in the very middle of the country, which meant we were far from everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's <laughs> we're why far I'm, from everybody. It's it's really wild that Branson has succeeded to the point it has. Because it's far from everybody. It really is. Nobody is close to Branson mm-hmm. except Branson. <laughs> and then and that's about it. So well, it's a vacation. It's yeah. a destination. It is, it is now. A, it is a destination. Yep. But the point being is that when you're in the classic car business, they really don't care that you're in a destination. They mm. care of where I how I can get my car to you or how I can get my car from you. And of course, <clears throat> being in the area that we're in now, I mean, there are haulers that go by. We could probably flag somebody down to haul cars <laughs> just out on the turnpike. That's true. <laughs> we just say, you, got, you right. got any extra space? And I'm sure we could find guys with extra space. Maybe there's a marketing thing there. Oh, maybe. Say, hey, we'll have to get with Garrett on that and mm-hmm. see what we can come up with. So, uh, speaking of that. Where did cars go uh, this week? Well, <laughs> Glad you should have. Got my cue. How about Elverson, Pennsylvania? <laughs> this is about as not far away as you can possibly Down the street. Be. Bremo Bluff, Virginia. Cambridge, Massachusetts. Harvard. Uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Mount Prospect, Illinois. Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Westchester, Pennsylvania. Kunkeltown, Pennsylvania. Dunlap, Illinois. Wallace, Nebraska. Belmar, New Jersey. Holland, Pennsylvania. Stockton, California. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Cumberland, Maryland. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania again. And Fairfield, Connecticut. How many is that? Eight, nine, ten states. Ten states. California. 
Stockton. And usually we have five or six for California. So, mm-hmm. and our second, um, most visited or uh, second state that visits our website the most, I did said that wrong, I'm yep. sure, uh, is California. Hmm. So first is Pennsylvania, then California, then Texas, then Florida. So those are the top four states that go on our website. And we're, we're getting close to two million page views a month. That's incredible. Website, which is really great. Mm-hmm. It's, it's phenomenal. And, um, and we're doing things to constantly improve it. And we have a marketing director now who's going to have focus on that as well, too. And, and a lot of other things that we're doing and something that we've needed for a while. And I've just been kind of wearing a few hats here and there. So you have I've decided six to years. stop wearing every single hat. Oh, here comes a car. I see it. You see that? It's like a hot rod. It's a hot rod on a trailer, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and the guy stopped before we could actually see it. I, we see him in the reflection. Where, if those of you who've never been to our place, our view is literally. Oh, there it is, right there. It's a hot rod with a trailer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> literally, uh, a little, uh, a yeah. little Coca Cola mm-hmm. type trailer. But our, our. Um, Studio faces our front glass door so we can see the front parking lot and we can make sure that, you know, we can see anything that happens in the parking lot. And there's lots of things that seem to happen in the parking lot. I miss all this because I have no windows in my office. I know. And when we get five cameras in here, we'll put one up here and then just switch it to the to the door. I thought when you, you start talking for one camera. Well, I know. I know. <laughs> we're, no, we're expanding, Stuart. you got to keep up. Oh, Every corner. We're going network room. and uh, the whole thing. Yeah, gonna... for sure. Thanks for thanks for keeping me in the loop. We have a switcher now. We can switch. Yeah, we can switch among. You just ourselves. keep signing the check. That's all. That's all that matters. We'll set right. it up. Anyway, thanks to all of our consigners. Seriously, <clears throat> we appreciate it. And another one looks like it's coming in mm-hmm. right now. A guy with paperwork in his hand and looks like he's bringing a car. And uh, we appreciate that so much because you know we have lots of people, thousands of people who entrust us with their automobiles and have over the years. I mean, we've consigned. We're almost six thousand consignments since we started. Incredible, amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. And 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 as we've always said, you know, a large majority of them are from right around here. I mean, we consign all over the world. We sell all <clears throat> all over the world, but um, certainly we consign mostly within a, a a short distance from where we are. But that's expanding as we're doing more shows out and about. Sure, doing things in Chattanooga and. <clears throat> And we have Florida. a we have a rep kind of guy in, in one of your friends down in, uh, in, in Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. So we get so you see cars in the mall yeah. here with Tennessee plates. That's yeah. where they come Absolutely. from. Absolutely. And uh, and Bill Borneman, our our vehicle operations manager, is going to be at the Daytona Rod Run coming up in the next couple of weeks. Wow. That's I think it's next week because it's Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. He figured out a really cool thing. He likes to go visit his daughter for Thanksgiving, and then he figured out there was a show that he could do, and then I would end up somehow. I ended up paying for the trip. There you go. And I'm happy to do it because hey, I got a representative down there. He gets a trip out of it, you know. So it's it's deductible. It's a win. It's a win-win for everybody. It's definitely a win-win for everybody. So, anyway, some of the new inventory and uh, the one we did not talk about last week. You know what's on about. Yeah, I, I saw that. It was, the, it was but, at the end of the list last yeah. week. It's at the top of the list this week. That's how it works. And it's very uh, cool. 1991 Ford Escort. Now, if I stopped there, <laughs> wow. everybody would say, what? Huh, what? Yeah. But it's a GT hatchback. Mm-hmm. It's Cayman green metallic over titanium gray. <laughs> it's garage kept and well-preserved. It has Ooh. the deluxe. Marty report. It has a Marty report. Know. Wow. I, I, I'm flabbergasted. That you can get one for an escort. For, for an escort. <clears throat> I'm not sure I even believe it now. <laughs> I think <laughs> that car deserves an ooh on the, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. ooh, button thing. Ah, well, you know, if I could, if this was, well, I guess I could, if I made it so it stood up a little bit. There you go. More. Now it's gonna, it's <laughs> no, right in the middle there. Oh, oh, technology. Ooh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, 
So a deluxe Marty report. I, I'm going to question mark, question mark that because, I mean, I'm certain that we do, but I've never seen Maybe one. it's in color. <laughs> I've never seen a Marty report for a Ford, A, for a Ford Escort, and B, for a car this new. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess they exist. I guess it's one of twenty thousand five hundred sixty-two, but it, it's, it, it is spec. To, and this has know. got the one point eight liter double overhead cam inline four with a four-speed automatic. So I think. this is the perfect Radwood car. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is it's it's in really good shape, and I I think it's a repaint, but it's perfect and. Uh, this is just something that just fit right in with Radwood. Absolutely. And, and, and the oddball stuff like this really do well at Radwood because you see lots of Supras and Nissans, yeah. 300ZXs and all that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what Radwood is, it's, it's the cars from the eighties and the nineties. Right. And, and the name Radwood beca- comes from Rad, which mm-hmm. we said a lot back in the eighties and nineties. And Wood from Goodwood, which is the, the Goodwood revival, uh, mm-hmm. which I don't really understand quite the connection of that, oh. but uh, that's what I read anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll believe it because I read it and it's on the internet and it must be true. That's right. Of course it's all true. It has to be true. You know, 98% of statistics are are not true. (laughs) Or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I like that. You're saving that one up for a couple of I did. I thought about it on the drive over. We did a joke like that last week. If you record it, then you'll know. know, Like you record it on your phone like I did. (laughs) Oh, right. Anyway, when we return, uh, we'll have some more of this fascinating banter (laughs) of the Classic Automall podcast. It's all about cars and car people on the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Listen to new shows every week on americaswebradio.com at 9 a.m. Eastern. After that, episodes are available there and on podcast providers such as Spotify and Google Play. Each week, Classic Auto Mall president Stuart Howden serves as your podcast host and interviews personalities from every aspect of the automotive world. Collectors, photographers, classic car dealers, and everyone in between. You don't want to miss an episode of the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at AmericasWebRadio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Listen, if you don't get our newsletter, it's new at uh, ClassicAutomall.com and sign up for our newsletter. And uh, hopefully it'll go out because we're having some DNS issues that we've got to discuss later. Not you. I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. Anger towards you. I was just, you know, it was just another thing that happens with, you know, internet stuff. And now can't receive an email and have to change something. And there's some settings and you have to have a degree and, yeah. you know, whatever. Now you don't sound much interested. In computer, computer. In, oh, sorry. Sorry. My, my mind is. I'm very interested, Stuart. Thank you. Please. Thank you. I appreciate that so much, guys. You know, when I have to ask for it, it doesn't seem real. So anyway, I'll, well, it is. <laughs> anyway, other new inventory in recently. I'll say recently because I don't even know how old this stuff is. Right, it could have been here for mm-hmm. a month, maybe. Or That's a true. Couple weeks or whatever. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got a frog in my throat for the third week in a row. Uh, 1966 Chevrolet Malibu Chevelle, Madeira Maroon over white. This was originally a true SS car. 
mm-hmm. which is the 138 code in the in the bin. But this one's got an LS7 454 uh, V8 with wow. Auto Gear M22 manual. This thing will go, mm-hmm. and uh, and it looks you know fairly stock. It's frame off restored. Um, the interior looks like showroom new. It's got a 12 bolt 456 gear axle, so. Zero to sixty ought to happen in a blink. You can get traction. You can get traction, and maybe it needs some traction bars. <laughs> I don't know that it has them. I'll have to double check. Yeah. That. So anyway, um, really a, amazing car and uh, uh, expertly built. I mean, it's just you look at the detail and the quality on some of these cars that a guy who spends a whole lot of money and time and effort uh, building these things, and it shows. I mean, you mm-hmm. can tell it. And all cars look good from 20 feet at 20 miles an hour, but it's when you get up and really start looking. And I, I, I recommend that anybody looking at a classic car, get up as close as you can to it. Look at it with a, you know, with a, with a discerning eye. Don't just glance at it and say, oh, that looks so nice, because you're going to get home and you're going to find things that maybe For sure. you didn't see. And shame on you, because mm-hmm. you were right, if you were right there with the car, um, you should know that. And if you're not right here with the car, call, ask one of our guys, and they'll take a video, and they'll show you everything that they can possibly see about a car. If they can't, see, you can't see it on the video, they'll point it out anyway. It's amazing how your mind uh, gets altered when you're in a state of uh, elation. Yeah, you know, buying a car, you just right. you get blinders on. It really does change your perspective of the car. And I, I mentioned this about the BMW. I got home, I started washing it. I'm like, where did that scratch come from? <laughs> yeah, and where, where did that, that ding come from? I didn't see that at all. It, it's so easy to be blinded because it is. because you look at the overall look of the car, and ultimately, mm-hmm. it's kind of like these realtors when they have property nowadays when they offer it for sale. They have an aerial overhead shot of that of the house, and you think, okay, but nobody's ever going to see that. <laughs> I mean, unless a guy's in the Goodyear blimp flying over your house or in an airplane, and the guy goes, "Oh, isn't that isn't that Bob's house?" Uh, but no, so nobody sees that perspective. So why do they show that perspective? Because it looks really cool. Oh, yeah. It's like, whoa, that would be my house right. that nobody would ever see that sign of. Huh. <laughs> Realtors have all kinds of interesting <laughs> tricks, though, because the lighting and the, yeah. the fisheye view you of the rooms the, and stuff. It just you got to go see. I used stuff. to do that when I first came out with the yeah. uh, 360 views. Yeah. I did this for a company with a big fisheye lens uh-huh. and that, and it was yeah. just kind of a little side gig. And yeah, it makes it look bigger than it actually is. Yeah, yeah. but we. Our our, our pictures are pretty true to the car, and we try to take every angle, but it's still, you get, you got to get here in person. We put it up on the lift so you yeah. can take a closer look. And, and we do take underneath pictures that you can see, but certainly mm-hmm. it's sometimes people are skeptical of pictures because they've had, you know, they bought a car, or they've tried to buy a car, and the pictures were better than the car sure. itself. And it's hard to show certain flaws and faults in mm-hmm. cars, too, like orange peel and a paint. Yep. Which a lot of factory cars, I mean, even if it's original paint, could come with from the factory with for orange sure. peel in it. That happened a lot. And an orange peel, for those of you who don't know, is your paint looks like the skin of an orange, which is dimply. Mm-hmm. Or like a, no, I won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going there. Um, but it's one of those things that uh, it's very difficult to show in in a photographic setting. Now, with a, with a video, sometimes you can capture it if you capture the as you're mm-hmm. moving. Because if you're moving... And the light that's over the car or the vehicle is moving with you, then it certainly shows you different things. That's why I always question auction houses who had a turntable mm-hmm. because the turntable is turning the car, but also you're seeing like a light go down. Like it's like 
It's like a magnifying lens down the side of the car as it turns. Mm-hmm. And you can see stuff that you wouldn't see if a car just drove up there statically. Right. So I thought, hmm, maybe that's not the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's just my take on that. Uh, and, of course, turntables are expensive. So I would think that those of you who have them would be thankful to me for pointing out <laughs> that you don't really need one. And, therefore, you can save yourself a bunch of money. So anyway, other new inventory. How about the 1976 Lancia Scorpion? Pretty what cool. A name. Yeah. That's a, that that just you know that's the name that you want like scorpion badass yeah I don't know how many how many cars have used that name I can't imagine well, I, many podcast at classicautomall dot com the Mercure have some did they have a oh they did have a scorpion oh, yeah, good so, for you yeah. wow, good call yeah. that's right a little Radwood car the most Mer- people don't even know Mercure yeah, yeah. yeah all right. <laughs> or you know uh, XR four Ti was the thing but I think it had there was a scorpion I think there was edition. a scorpion yeah. model yeah for those of you who do know the answer to this <laughs> podcast at classicautomall dot com and you can tell us what idiots we are because we don't get that but about three or four times a day where we get an email from a guy you don't know what you're talking about that's no they never did this or and we're not going to google it today so you can just you fill us (laughs) in on email because i'm really too lazy just to turn here to the left and and (laughs) you'll be tight well then we can't hear you either exactly that's the reason i guess that's why the laptop should be right here maybe i would use it more and then i could i could research this stuff but i think the charm in what i do is that I don't know everything. I, <laughs> I don't know it anything. Is, it is charming. That's the listener engagement. <laughs> That's right. I it, don't know anything. It is charming. Yeah. Now, manufacturers buy the rights to certain names and, I guess, maintain that for a certain period of time and maybe can right. sell it. I don't know how it actually works. Uh, I do know that Cyclone, this is always this right. is a legendary, that, that Ford or Mercury owned Cyclone with a C. Right. And so when GMC created the truck, they just made it an S and they right. bypassed any kind of rights. Good thing they didn't make it with an F or something. <laughs> Flycone? Flycone. Or Actually, F is silent, you know. <laughs> you know, there's so right. many words. Right. Like right. Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make, or Pittsburgh with an H on the end of it. Why, why is it just named with G? What the heck was that? Uh, somebody, somebody, somebody dropped, dropped their some, jack stand. And it sounded like a metal pole falling <laughs> on mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. Be so. careful with that. Be careful with that lift back there. It's, yeah. it's dangerous. <laughs> I promised I wasn't going to say this. Oh, they but. just brought in a, a, a T-Bird, put it on the lift. A oh. 62, I think, red convertible. Oh, Ooh. yeah. That car is a, a recent sale or a deposit we have on mm-hmm. it. And, of course, they wanted Steve to come back and operate the lift. <laughs> but apparently there was some uh, Oops. curfew or something happened. Ker- yeah, kerplunk? Kerplunk. Mm. Almost dropped a, a Mustang on. Oh, yeah. Kerfuffle. Really, or kerfuffle. That was the word I was looking for. Thank but you, you said that. you didn't give me any heat for it because you have done it as well. And I'm wondering what else you've done that I can do that I won't get heat, I won't get heat for. Let's see. Let me let me start with a blank sheet of paper and in about an hour check back with me. That's and right. I'll be. I'm, no, I'm I, nervous for you because you, you've got your uh, Cobra underneath uh, another vehicle. I won't touch it. Yeah, underneath my Mercedes. So actually, hit a button and. Yeah. Well, it's the actually you have to. What the hell is going on out there? So uh, actually, I had the first lift I ever got. Uh, I had a Bronco up on it, and it was raised all the way to the top. And I started to lower it, and I thought I had mm-hmm. done the ratchet thing. And I was distracted, looking away. And I looked back, and the whole thing was like Ugh. that. I mean, how it didn't come off, I have no idea. R- how right. it held in gear. Yeah. Um, of course, I just ran away. <laughs> it's like, when in doubt, just run. Uh-huh. And uh, got away from it, you know, and, and waited for the guys to show up. And somebody showed up for work. And I said, ah, that something happened. Somebody screwed up that lift out there. Can you go see if you can check it out? And of course, they just raised it back. It was pretty simple. But, uh, you know, that's that's kind of like, that's one of the things uh-huh. that I did. So okay, I had good. done that. That good. wouldn't matter to you. And the other was the, the whole 
T-Bird story. Did I ever tell that one? I'm I sure I did about, about starting and it wouldn't start. And I was mad at my mechanic and uh-huh. he was supposed to have it ready for Saturday morning. And did I tell you? No, no, it does, does not sound familiar. Well, I'm going to tell it again. Right, if we did, it. we can add out. Four so, minutes. You got it. So I, um, we sold, this was back, I don't know, 20 years ago. We sold in 1980 and <laughs> uh, we sold a, a Thunderbird and the guy was coming, the shipper was coming to pick it up on Saturday morning. And so I told my mechanic at the time, I said, Hey, Make sure it's full of gas. Make sure it's ready to go. I'm gonna be here by myself. I don't have time to dink around with this. So, so get it all ready to go for me. So he goes, ah, oh, no problem, boss. Boss, you know, <laughs> you know when they say boss, he's <laughs> thinking about Friday night and some beer. Uh-huh. You know, so he leaves on Friday night. I leave and I show up about seven o'clock the next morning. The shipper's supposed to be there about seven fifteen. Get in the car. <laughs> Battery dead. Oh, okay. All right. I'm making a mental note to this guy, my mechanic. Mm-hmm. So I get out and get the jump box, put the jump box on it. Out of gas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I'm just thrilled now. So I go get the gas can. Thank goodness there's some gas. Usually it's empty, which mm-hmm. would have really mm-hmm. set me off. Pour the gas into the tank. Okay. All right. Fire it right up. Put it into gear. Won't go. Out of transmission fluid. No. I'm like, wow. You are kidding me. <laughs> Could there be anything else wrong? So I go over to the shelf and I grab some t- transmission fluid. Now the shelf is along a wall that's directly in front of the car. And the wall is my brand new offices that were just completed about a week earlier. Brand new, beautiful offices we. So I go back over to the to the uh, Thunderbird, the aforementioned Thunderbird, start pouring the transmission fluid in, and I'm pissed, and I'm pouring it in. And as I'm pouring it in, I'm realizing that something's moving and pushing against me. <laughs> I had left the car in gear and running, uh, and I'm putting the transmission fluid wow. in. And as the transmission fluid is hitting Uh-oh. the gears, it's starting to engage. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And now it's really engaging. And now it's going at a pretty good clip towards my brand new offices offices with me in front of it as if I'm going to hold it back. And I'm sliding across the lovely, we had that concrete floor that was always dusty, you know, those yeah. ones that they didn't finish. And so I'm just sliding across that, two little marks here. And, and I'm not letting this thing hit my office. It's come hell or high right. water. I'll and cripple myself first. If I can, right. I'll show me. And so that thing is gaining momentum. And we are really moving fast. And I'm thinking, I'm inches, I mean, this is, I'm going to die and it's going to ruin my office offices and the car's going to be ruined. And at the last minute, the trucker had pulled up and came running down and jumped in and threw it into park. And thank God for that. And I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about like going, I thought if I let go of the front, somehow that everything will be over and that's it. So I can't leave the front to go run to the side and put the car in park. My brain wasn't working. It's like sitting down on the toilet and realizing that the seat's up and you're too far committed to, to, oh my to stop. I didn't need that picture, but okay. So, so he jumps in and of course, you know, you can imagine the meeting I had with my mechanic on Monday morning. All right. Oh, well, that was not a wow. pleasant day. Well, I had a little car lot, and I, I took this Chrysler LeBaron and did kind of a rebuild on it. I wanted a convertible to drive, so I put it on a lot and tried to sell it. But I drive it, so it was a red, and I had it done a nice gray, had it a red interior, and, and, and it needed brakes. So we had this guy that would just come and work outside, regardless of the weather, and just work on him, on him uh, around the side of the building. And he gets it ready to go. Okay, all right. I'm gonna head head out for lunch. I put it in reverse. I go to back up. No brakes. <laughs> Pedal goes to the floor. I back into a consignment Jeep, nice uh, Grand Cherokee nice. that was like the top edition. And they, and I was just ready to murder him. <laughs> and all they could do was say. 
the look on your face as you went by the window was priceless. I was like, ah. <laughs> you know, we've all done silly things with, with cars. And, of course, we learn our lessons, and it's usually the hard way, yeah. uh, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, I told that story of what happened with to Boyd Coddington, who we were partners <laughs> with in Oxford. He goes, I don't believe I'd tell people that story, Stuart. I think you should leave that one in the vault. Well, it's out of the bag It's now. out of the vault now. So all 11 of our listeners who know it, if they tell 10 people each, That's then right. they tell 10 and before exponentially it's going to be all over the internet. Mm-hmm. It will be my claim to fame. They'll say, you know, we didn't care much for that story until he told us that heartfelt story <laughs> about right. the Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. So when we return, we will try to get through the Lancia, Lancia Scorpion on the Classic Automall podcast. We'll see you in a couple minutes. It's a museum. It's a showroom. It's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Automobile. That was perfect time. I did that just as perfectly as you could. We're back with the Classic Automobile Podcast the Classic Automobile Studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. And uh, it's a beautiful day. We are getting so many consignments in. The weather has been perfect. We have had... We've had very many mild winters over the past few years, but this one is starting out as mild as they come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a mild summer this summer. Don't, we only really don't had jinx it. Although I want, I want snow. Don't, you can't, you can jinx it. I want yeah. the farmer's almanac saying it's going to be a wet winter. So right. bring it. I don't yeah. care. So we, um, last summer, we only had a couple of weeks of really a bad summer. And then this winter, you know, it's starting out. I mean, it's November and it's going to be 50 something degrees today. So, and sunny and no wind and, and nice. And so, uh, we're happy with that. And that allows our consigners to come in. People don't understand what, what bad weather does. It doesn't hurt our sales business. It hurts our consignment business because people don't want to bring their cars in. Mm-hmm. Salty roads. Sure. All that stuff that we, we understand. So anyway. So before I was so rudely interrupted by our actual break. <laughs> We were talking about the Lancia Scorpion. It's wide over red. It's number 787 of 100 or 1806 built. It's got a 1.8 liter double overhead cam inline four, five speed manual tranny, rollback roof and groovy tweed seating. <laughs> it's really a cool car though. And 
these things are one of the, they're like a sob sonnet, mm-hmm. you know, they're, exactly. they're obscure, mm-hmm. uh, but they're starting to come into their own. It was it was like an upscale version of the X19 Fiat, which yeah. I don't think we've ever had an X19. Is that right? I don't believe that. I don't recall seeing an X19 or a Saab Sonnet. For sure. A Saab 96. A couple that, 96s. A couple yeah. 96s that were here. I wanted an X19 so badly. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were so cool. My 6th grade teacher drove one. She was the coolest. Oh man. Ever. That was really yeah. That's really cool. She was. Cool she, was she was way ahead of her time. She was kind of like a a hippie right. mid 70s and she had an X19, not red X19. Nice. That I got rides in, man. That thing was cool. What do you mean you got rides? <laughs> I was the teacher's pet. Ah, ah. see now it's all coming I was. I got, what is the a uh, Volvo that was a coupe. It was like a set of B eighteen hundred. Yeah, yeah. Our, one of our math, um, one of my math teachers had one, and mm-hmm. he was like the, he was the nerdy but cool teacher. It's also, cool. It's cool we cool. had our, our English lit teacher, teacher had a, one of the first Honda Civics, and we picked it up one day and put it between two trees because it only had two doors. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, Tiny, couldn't get it out. You know, it's funny. Yeah, it was not funny to him. No, I, I don't think he was. It was, and thank God they didn't have cameras at the school. <laughs> That's right. All been suspended or expelled. Now or, they're everywhere. Cameras yeah, are everywhere. Yeah, you, you know, listen. If I'm thinking about you know doing something illegal, uh, I, there's going to be a camera everywhere you, you yeah. go. You wouldn't be too bright. No, to you really it. wouldn't. No. I mean, not only do you have cameras on light poles and traffic lights and in buildings and exterior buildings, every car driving by has got a camera. So sure. somehow, some way, it's going to be recorded. Or or the cell phones are. Everybody's got a movie camera in their Everybody's hand. Everybody's got a movie camera in their. That's the morning the show bit. Crooks are stupid. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's it's funny that, uh, but, but you look at all the video that you see on Facebook of things going awry down the highway because all these cameras that are on these mm-hmm. cars that are just running, I guess, constantly, or they. Maybe they turn them on when they see a guy starting to do the weaving fishtail, oh, the big 18-wheeler. Near-death experience coming here today. Oh, nice. Uh, as I'm driving on the turnpike, Pennsylvania turnpike, I see this bunch of bubble wrap in the center median, <laughs> and I figured it looked like it was coming over. It did. I'm afraid it's going to stick to the windshield, uh-huh. and I'm going to be blind. And you know, Fortunately, it stuck to the hood and my right mirror, mm-hmm. but I still had to maneuver over three lanes right. to get off and pull it off the car. But it was like, oh. Was it making the popping noise when you were uh, I think some of it did. Shots fired. Shots fired. Um, you know, it's it, it, the thing about plastic bags. If you drive over a plastic bag and you don't see it on the other side, mm-hmm. it could have stuck to your exhaust pipe, yeah. which can catch on fire. And mm-hmm. we've had and people have had that happen before. It's like parking in a in a field with grass. Yeah. And you know the the all of a sudden your catalytic converter catches the because they get kind of hot. Yeah. Or some people have pulled in right and they say my car smells and sometimes there's a bag <laughs> sure. stuck to the exhaust. Somewhere. Well, if you're <laughs> yeah the outside, not the inside. You're on your own. <laughs> you're all on your own. That's like That's those, those old fries. The, those repo cars that you used to see at the dealer auctions, you'd get one of those, and man, it was like, come on, people. Do you not realize that you ought to leave this car in decent shape? Because when they repo it, if they don't get every penny you owe, they're still coming after you. <laughs> yep. You don't just go, well, here's the car back, and we're all we're all good, right? right. Yeah, we're all good if we get more money than you owe us. If we don't get more money than you owe us, then you still owe us money. <laughs> and you've trashed the car, so now it's worth $10,000 less, dummy. 
So people do that all the time. They trash it because they're going to show them. Mm-hmm. You know, you I always know. thought it was kind of mean when they people would do a voluntary uh, repossession. They'd say, you know, I can't pay it. Here it is. Here's mm-hmm. the car. You don't have to chase me or anything. But they would still bang your credit as if they had to go and get sure. you like you sure. were trying to hide it. Or they lie to you and tell you, oh, you know what? If I'll give you $500 if you tell me where that car is. And that's like an ex-husband, ex-wife scenario. <laughs> so the yeah. guy's like, yeah, I'll take that $500. And then they never do. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, of course... You hear all kinds of these horror stories from back in the day. Well, it's worse now because they know way more about you than they ever did. Remember when you used to fill out a credit app, they'd want your sister's name and your brother's name <laughs> and your cousin's name. And the reason they did, and they didn't do it because they wanted to know, you know, let them know if you're, you know, if something happened to you. They want to be able to have people to call to say, Hey, listen, you're no good uh, son-in-law <laughs> or uncle or cousin is not paying his bill. Where is he? We want to find him. And hmm. so that's why they did that. Wow. Nobody really realized that when you're filling out and just giving them all the information. It's like going to a store and they go, and your email address? Oh, yeah. So, well, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't want to give you my I don't have to do that. Uh-uh. And now, everywhere you go on the credit card, boy, I'm really digressing here. Well, yeah, what were we talking about? Car? <laughs> the Lancia. It's you know, uh, Scorpion. Yeah. Um, how about now where they want to ask you if you want to leave a tip for anywhere you go oh, on the yeah. credit and card? And you're so embarrassed when you're ca- ca- cashing out. It's like you're just handing me the food at the register. Right? You know? it's, it's everywhere it's now. It's everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere you go, they want a tip. And listen, if they were doing something over and above just, you know, handing you, ringing it up and handing you your merchandise or whatever it was, then that would be, you know, they mm-hmm. made your sandwich or something at a subway or they did whatever, then, you know, I guess, you know, uh, you know and the guy put a little extra meat on your sandwich, you know, yeah. you know hey. Right. Uh, but I don't get that. And then you do feel guilty about it mm-hmm. because you're like, well, gosh, now you're just being a tightwad. And, and <laughs> so anyway, sorry for the digression there. Yeah. <laughs> this is shopping. Not, it's not just cars. This is, this is Turning into a variety show. We're Shopping not, we're with everything. Stuart. Yes, we'll do yeah. that. Uh, so other new inventory, which are in segment three, we're still on our new inventory. <laughs> yeah. That tells you how much I've been jibber-jabbering up here. The 1970 AMC Rebel Machine. The machine. Cool. Frost white over black. One of 2,326 built. Uh, correctly rebuilt uh, 390 cubic inch V8. T10 four-speed. Hood tack. Hey. This thing had the highest horsepower of any AMC car, mm. 340 horsepower from the factory. That was the highest horsepower of any of them. Uh, they should have called it the Beast because uh, we actually uh, did it. There's a nice video on YouTube for, uh, at Classic Auto Mall. You can see a test drive of this absolutely incredible car. It's it's really a lot of fun. And, you know, it's not. this is not a perfect car. This is not Mm-mm. one that's it's it's got flaws on it. It mm-hmm. can be taken to the next level if you so desired or... You could just drive the crap out of it mm-hmm. and enjoy, enjoy it. it and enjoy it and because you, that's the problem. You make it too nice and mm-hmm. you're going to be like, hmm, I don't know that I want to drive this because I'm going to make it worse. I always, uh, the guy, I love it when the salesman would tell me about a car I was buying. Well, let me show you. There's a couple of rock chips. I'm like, good. Mm-hmm. Goes, what do you mean good? I go, well, <laughs> that's out of the way. Now I can go drive it. And if I get another rock chip on it, gosh, is the difference between two and three rock chips going to change the value? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So. I was okay with that. So, but these things, the AMC Rebel machines are very, very iconic. Uh, they were, you know, out in the time when the, the Challenger and the GTO and the 442s and all that were, were popular. And not many people knew about the AMCs and, and the performance of that. Didn't, I think cubic inch wise, wasn't there a 401 AMC? Oh, there was. Yeah, yeah. 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 The Jeep mm-hmm. Grand Wagoneer had one of those. Yeah. And I'm sure other vehicles had them in it as well, too. But well, I think well, it had think less horsepower. A, well, I had a Buick with a 401. It's probably yeah, a Buick. Head, yeah, from um, 
But, you know, it would really, it, like I said, it's not perfect, but it could be a great driver. And then if you wanted to make it a showroom car, it wouldn't be that difficult to do. So uh, check it out. It's on our website, ClassicAutomall.com, as are all these cars. Built in um, Kenosha, Wisconsin. So well, Kenosha, you this is your chance to bring her home. You know who else? What else was built in Kenosha, Wisconsin? No, those fire trucks. Um, oh, um, Kenosha, La France. Uh, no, LaFrance. no, there was the other one. Whatever. My dad went there. Let us know. Yeah. Podcast <laughs> at classicautomall dot com. How about new inventory? This nineteen sixty eight Triumph TR two fifty Roadster. It's jasmine over black. I don't even know it. Jasmine is a very, very pale greenish ah, color. Yes. Um, well done restoration. Rebuilt original 2498cc inline six. Uh, dual uh, Stromberg carburetors. It's got new brakes on it, so that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, known history for many, many years. And TR50 was the TR250 was really, to me, one of my favorite Triumphs. Mm-hmm. As far as the look goes, yeah. the hood bulge, and it was just a really a cool car, and uh, you don't see a whole lot of them. I don't know how many were, there was maybe, I don't know, they didn't make a whole lot of them, but I don't know the number of it, but they were um, pretty rare, and you didn't hardly see them at, in period here mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see them a little more now. I think they're becoming a little more popular now. I think, you know, part of it is is that they had a little more powerful engine than some of the other offerings that were British from that era, the MGs and the Spitfire Triumphs and the other stuff. This was an inline six and, you know, almost 2,500 cc's. So it's a bigger sure. engine, uh, than most of the cars of that era would have in them. So, uh, but anyway, really cool. And it's, um, got the mini light style wheels, which I think are really cool on those European style cars. Mm-hmm. Um, Full disclosure on the next car. Yes. It's mine. Oh. Okay. <laughs> mine for sale. The 63 Pontiac Grand Prix two-door hardtop, ember red over red. Uh, really an amazing restoration. This car is spectacular. It's pricey, but I, I argue that it's as nice a one as you'll find. Mm-hmm. It has 18 options, factory options. It's got the PHS documentation, uh, 389 V8 with the uh, added tri-power. It's got the eight mm-hmm. lug wheels, which mm-hmm. are really, really cool looking. If you've never seen those or don't know what we're talking about, um, look on a, any, most of the Pontiac sites will show you the eight lug wheels and they're really, really cool. It's, um, uh, it's one of those ones. It's got cruise control, which is really unusual. There goes the list, Steve. You better go. Yeah, right. Uh, cruise control, which is, uh, was, <laughs> golly. Oh, it's as if they're trying to make a lot of noise. It's like they're just pushing my button. I today. forgot to close the room. Yes. Close the room next time. But this thing's got, um, uh, Wonder Touch power steering, hmm. power brakes, soft ray glass, power driver seat, cruise control, the safety, safety track differential. This was a luxury muscle car of the era. This was the, the guy in 1963 who had one of these was he something. Was, he was the guy. Yeah. He was the local guy who was cool and wore the Ray-Bans and probably flew, mm-hmm. you know, had an airplane. Right, right. Really only a Cessna 150, but hey, who cared back then? There was no such, you know, there was such things as Learjets and stuff that right. you didn't know about. Right. You didn't know about a Gulfstream G700. Well, the paint on this is probably better than it was out of the factory though, right? I would have, been, I would imagine so. And it's red, red, which yeah. is unusual mm. uh, for that color combination. That would have been a special order to get one of those. Oh. But, but yeah, like I said, I mean, is it pricey? Yeah. Is it, is it top of the price point? Yeah. But I mean, I argue, I don't know that you'd find a, a better one or a better looking one. And it has the two things going for it that mean as much as anything with cars. And people argue with me about this all the time. And I tell them they're wrong because they are <laughs> stance and color. Yeah. 
I mean, it has both of those. It's it just when you walk up to it and you see it, you mm-hmm. love it. And I'm not trying to oversell it. Listen, mm-hmm. uh, because you'll know that when you see the price. <laughs> I'm not trying to oversell it. I'm trying to undersell it. So just some cars stand out here, and that's that's it's one, one, of one that does. So anyway, when we return, uh, we will talk. Well, we got through all the cars, so we oh, can have other things to talk about. So there's a Ferrari that sold for big, big bucks. Don't forget uh, all of our websites that we're on, which I don't have in front of me somehow. It we'll get it. Me. We'll get it from segment four. Oh, wait a minute, maybe. No, I have it right here. As I turn away from the microphone. That's okay. We're on, how about Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Index, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Plus Alexa, Podcast, Podcast Addict, uh, Podchaser, Podcast, Pocket Casts, Listen Notes, Player FM, Google Assistant. And America's Web Radio. Don't forget, we're on there every week. We'll be back in a couple of minutes with the Classic Auto Mall podcast. It's a museum. It's a showroom. It's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. That was kind of a wiggly point. <laughs> it's like, uh, go. You know, I, I can I can work under any circumstances. That's right. Adapt. I'm an adaptable guy. I'm a chameleon. I'm chameleon it's, it's almost like live radio. Jonathan it? last whoop. <laughs> well, it is live radio when you pop the microphone like that. Jonathan last week said I was effervescent. So, Ooh. You know, well, so there well. you have it. So, I don't know how many cars I have serious satellite radio in, but the bill is getting to be a little out of hand. <laughs> I'm sorry, and I'm not complaining about serious because I love serious. You have it in all the cars? I have it in most. I don't. So four, at least four. Four. I have four. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see, one, two. Three. They're going with an app special. They're changing the logo, which yeah. is weird. The XM is almost gone. Gone, it's, yeah. Nobody even It's has. a big S with a star. My buddy signed up with them back when they offered lifetime signups mm. for like $199. Mm-hmm. And they are desperate to him to get Oh, yeah. Wow. They don't like that at all. Well, it was like the guys who signed up for the airline saying an unlimited, you know, tickets 
and you could for American Airlines, you paid 150 grand back 25 years ago, and you had uh, you could fly unlimited. I worked at the building in D.C. 85 studios in that right. place. It's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And in 10 years, I worked at the Voice of America, which also had 85 studios. Right. And in 10 years, it went from a cartridge machine, a reel-to-reel tape recorder, and a turntable in every booth right. to one turntable and one reel-to-reel in the entire building. Everything whole, went digital. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's amazing how, I mean, to think about the Sirius Radio and what it's done, the satellite radio market has been amazing because the great thing about it is, remember traveling in the days when you had to flip through the dials and you yeah. had to find a radio station, and oh, you'd be, it'd be a really good song on, it'd be a really good song on, and you'd be, it'd just be fading away, and, you know, what are we going to do? We got nothing to listen to, and you didn't have anything cool. Right. And now... You know, my phone's got, you know, how many 6,000 songs on it or whatever. And if that doesn't satisfy me, then I've got Sirius with 47 channels. No, 240. Yeah, a lot. Channels, oh, yeah. Yeah. 200 and something channels. Mm-hmm. And the money that they paid, like they paid Howard Stern, Howard Stern and, you know, and then on Spotify, Joe Rogan. You know, it's amazing the amount of money that they pay these people yeah. uh, to do either a show on Sirius or Spotify or one of the podcasts. We were looking at the most viewed YouTube videos the other day, and it's uh, amazing how many YouTube videos have over a billion views. Wow! Yeah, is that a right? Billion hmm. views. Amazing. And Baby Shark to do to do to do is the number one. Is like that right? Thirteen point five billion. Oh views. my! Oh. I bet you they've done well monetizing. That. I bet they have. <laughs> but they did all right. I do have a complaint about t- the tire companies now, though. <laughs> I've okay. heard a commercial <laughs> talking about now versus then. Yes, they used to say. If you could take a penny and you can see the top of Lincoln's head, right. then you know you need to replace your tires. Right. Now they're saying if you could take a quarter, quarter, which means there's more tread depth, so you're replacing your tires sooner. I think it's tricky. Conspiracy. Well, I think that's you know that's the way people people get things in their head and they they think that that's the only way. Uh, damn it! If I do that one more time, <laughs> fire me. Um, I think people get stuff in their heads right or wrong all the time. If you think about it, people have miscon- misconceptions about lots of things mm-hmm. and people think that things are a certain way and they'll argue with you about it and then they find out that they're wrong and they're like oh i never knew that well maybe before you argued with me that you would have <laughs> checked that out but you know i digress from that anyway satellite radio thing's got to end because there's cars that don't even drive that i pay for they're going to subscription yeah. only model or streaming only or streaming only yeah. yeah so and you and, just sync it in your car right right with one of the other i guess they're getting rid of apple carplay mm. cars so that's going away and uh, so all those old uh, XM satellite radio, the, you know, the old school, yeah. ones, they're obsolete. Like, I would I've, been, so. I've been saving them for no, years. They're thinking, still, thinking they're still I can use them. Yeah. Oh, really? Because the satellites are up there and they have and they uh, actually have there's military stuff on them as well. Right. So that they are going to be up there for some time. Right. Well, you know, it's like anything. Uh, once those satellites go up in the air, they pretty much stay until they, I guess, they disintegrate or whatever. Yeah, I mean, or they go up in the lack of air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about earlier, um, well, briefly we spoke about it. Uh, RM just sold, well, when we're recording today, November the 15th, 2023, uh, Ferrari GTO, the highest uh, price, most expensive Ferrari ever sold at auction, $51,705,000. Mm. Um, and, okay, if it's 10 and 10... That's a commission of uh, ten million dollars <laughs> to the auction company. Yeah, so, no, not a bad single sale. It's a good day. It's a sixty-two, which is a very good year. Um, the year I was born. Three thirty LM, two fifty GTO Skyetti bodied. I mean, I mean Skyetti car, most expensive Ferrari ever sold. It was a. It had a. It it was the only GTO in sixty-two race by the Ferrari factory. 
second overall at the 1962 Nürburgring. Hmm. And it was the Sicilian Hill Climb Championship runner-up, which I don't, <laughs> <laughs> never even heard of. But I'm sure if you're in Sicily, then that's a big deal. Yeah. But um, formerly owned by a chairman of the Ferrari Club of America, um, it has had fastidious care over the years. That's a big word mm-hmm. in the collector car world these days. And it won, won all kinds of awards, the best of shows and documented and build sheets and all that stuff. And, you know, the, the people, somebody was, we were talking about earlier off the air about, you know, who, what would you do with a $51 million Ferrari? Uh, well, anything you want, cause mm-hmm. you, kind of, you can afford a $51 million sure. all right, Ferrari, but there's more of these out there and you see them at vintage events and you see them at, uh, historic racing and guys like Rob Walton from Walmart, uh, has one and he races it and, and I guess he figures, well, you know, the yeah, praise and, and knows that probably the most valuable part of that whole car is the serial number mm. that's on the car with mm-hmm. a Ferrari plate on it. Because probably as a race car, many of, if not all of the parts are maybe not original. Maybe there's nothing original on that car anymore except the, the, the trim plate or the, the VIN plate yeah. or the serial number plate, I should say. They weren't VIN numbers until 1980, 81 when they went to 17 digits, which I had an interesting thing. A guy talking to me yesterday who's with the, uh, a, a law enforcement guy, we'll just put it that way. And he said that they have, t- there's been talk about taking, uh, serial numbers that are less than 17 digits and having them retitled with all having 17 digit numbers with the manufacturers huh. over the years and even Model A Fords and stuff like My that. God. I don't know how you would do how it. How would you do that? I don't know. Right. I mean, you know. It's one of those things that they go, oh, that's a great idea. Well, go do it. Well, no, I'll just tell you how to do it. I, I, I would think they'd have to probably go to 20 digits or something, too, just because of the extra volume of right. vehicles. Yeah, you're adding that many more vehicles. But but we have weird things happen all the time with less than 17-digit serial numbers. So, And and anything but pre-1980 had less than 17 digits. So there's no – it wasn't a – it wasn't a, uh, a standardized mm-hmm. issue of numbers, uh, one being the United States, two being – for our GM, whatever it was, and and so all all the way down the line of, of and it'll tell you a lot about your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 newer you get in the cars, um, some of the serial numbers back in even the '60s would tell you about your car, and some would tell you nothing. That's right. And some you just have no way to decode. So there was four four twos from certain eras that there's no way to know if they were a four four two or not. And there's a lot of you know gray area out there. So, um, but I don't know how they would fix it. And I don't know how you fix, though, the fact that there might be a car in California that has the same serial number as a tractor in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And how, how do you know? How do we know? We don't know. So um, one of those things they're going to have to figure out because it's becoming more and more of a problem. Mm-hmm. And especially because all these states are now talking. There's a national database, a NIMVITIS, uh, and it's got NMVITIS or whatever, National Motor Vehicle, blah, 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 titling and whatever. And... They're all talking between all the states, and this didn't used to happen. It used to be when you sold a car, you sold it within your county, and heck, the thing probably never left the county. Nowadays, we're selling cars all over the world, and it might be the one thing that needed to be federalized and standardized is titles and car numbers and serial numbers and all that. But, again, how do you do it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So we'll just keep working our way through it. One of the added benefits that Classic Automobile does for you is we find out that your car has this problem, and you don't find out after you sold it on your own to a guy in California, and all of a sudden he calls you, and I can't get this car titled, and he sues you, and now you've got to pay for the car to have been shipped to California and shipped back. That's right. And you have an unsold car, and you have to give him his money back. Mm-hmm. And so that's another, you know, 
feature that uh, little service we little provide. Service we provide. Yeah. We run those numbers and make sure that uh, uh, that the car is everything it's supposed to be, and that all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted. And if they're not, we let you know and we try to fix it. And uh, sometimes we can, sometimes though we can't. So that's the difficult part of it is that not everything is fixable. Uh, most things are though. Yes. Most things have a, a legitimate explanation to why they're wrong or why that they were, you know, in the wrong place or the number was mis, mis, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, out of the, the six thousand consignments over the, over the past six years, maybe a handful of, yeah. of serious VIN issues. Yeah, one that you know just doesn't even match at all, has mm-hmm. no reference to the title, and therefore you can't really prove mm-hmm. ownership. Mm-hmm. That's the problem that mm-hmm. you run into. Um, but most of them are one digit off. They transpose the number. It went yeah. one two three four is now one two four three, and yeah. that's an easy fix. Mm-hmm. The local law enforcement can come out. They can sign off on it. They looked at it. Yes, that's a transposition of numbers. We'll fix it for you. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we run into in the state of Pennsylvania is special construction, which are basically every kit car has no year in the year column in the year place on the on the title. Right. Therefore, when you send a title to California or Texas or Oregon or wherever. And they go, we can't take this. It doesn't have a year on it. So we have to send extra paperwork with every title that mm-hmm. we send so they can show their local DMV wherever they happen to be. Look, this is what Pennsylvania does. This is legitimate. And then they go, oh, okay, well, we'll let's slide. However, most individuals would not know that. Mm-hmm. And so, again, another added bonus of, of things that we do and, and, and the services that we provide at no additional cost to you. I mean, that's our due diligence is because we want to protect not only our customer, we want to protect ourselves. Is it one less digit, like a 16-digit VIN, or do they put a star in there in place of the year? What are no, they, I mean, they... How does it look? They, there's VIN numbers that are five digits long. You know, I mean, you have... Well, I know that, yeah. but I mean, in, in the kit car, oh. and, they, no, and they don't have the year, how would a person know that? I don't know. That's no. the thing that you don't know. I uh, mean, it, there is a serial number. Usually, they're state assigned, where it's PA... One one seven seven eight three two, and it's a state assigned VIN number, and that's what the guy was talking about the other day mm-hmm. about what they should do, maybe for all the cars, is to have those. But uh, when it's a replica, like a Cobra replica, yeah. like a sixty-five Cobra, yeah. it's, it, and it has a special, um, what do you call it, special yeah. build? Yeah, uh, special construction. Special construction. Yeah, it's but you can register it as a sixty-five, right? People are able to do that sometimes if they were proactive about it. Some people just get their title; they don't even know what's mm-hmm. on it. They don't look at it; they fold it up, put mm-hmm. it in a drawer, mm-hmm. and then uh, two years later, when it's time to sell the car, they pull it out and they go, "Oh, well, this, it Oops. doesn't have his nineteen sixty-five and doesn't have Cobra on it. it just has special S P C O N S T R U C T and no year." Mm-hmm. And of course, but there is a serial number, and sometimes it can be the actual number from the car, like a Factory Five mm-hmm. uh, Cobra kit car has a factory five serial number, and therefore a lot of times that's on the title. But it's there can be all different, and there's all kinds of pitfalls with all of this. And our, our point to all this is that that's why you pay us to do what we do. Correct. That's why you pay us to sell your car, because we take all the headache out of it and put it on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. And and if, we, if there's something you have to do, we can pretty much give you a roadmap of how to do it. And it, So you're not flying blind. I mean, we're we're in it with you. If we can't sell your car, then it doesn't make us any money, doesn't make you any money. So uh, we'll also talk about uh, one last thing, our the continued F1 dominance by Red Bull. My goodness gracious, they are just killing it. And, of course, coming up to Vegas, uh, which if, if you're listening to this on America's Web Radio on Saturday the 18th, um, you'll, the race will be tonight at 1 a.m. if you're in the Eastern Time Zone. <laughs> it's a night race at 10 a.m. Oh, that's cool. 10 p.m. race in Vegas. And, of course, they didn't think it through that Vegas can actually be pretty darn cold this time of year at night. <laughs> It'll be a beautiful, sunny, 80-degree mm-hmm. day. And the last race they had in Vegas, when they had them at Caesars Palace, they had it in the middle of summer, and it was miserable. It was there. It was brutal. Oh, it was, yep. yeah. I was, uh, I was at the Long Beach race in that same, mm-hmm. okay. same era. So, you know, a lot of fun. Anyway, um, congrats to Red Bull and uh, also... RM has got an auction coming up this Friday, which will have 
been yesterday if you're listening on the 18th. Uh, and they were auctioning Lewis Hamilton's um, first uh, F1 car, uh, Mercedes F1 car, his 2013 uh, Patronus AMG car, 10 to $15 million estimate. Mm. And uh, it be interesting to see what happens with that. So anyway, when we return next week, we might have a guest on. All right. So, <laughs> wouldn't that be cool? Tune in. Tune in. You'll, you'll be surprised. You'll never know. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Catch us on ClassicAutomall.com. See you soon. You've been listening to the Classic Auto Mall Podcast with your host, Stuart Howden, executive producer, Steve Safir, produced and engineered by yours truly, J.R. Russ. Thanks for listening and sharing the Classic Auto Mall Podcast, available on ClassicAutomall.com, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Music courtesy of the Pat Travers Band, produced by CarSmarts Media, copyright 2023, all rights reserved. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.